The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast because I would never do that to you guys. I bring it every day. 30 minutes of on-demand audio or video, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Making sure you know everything you need to know going on in the NFL. 30 minutes or less. Usually what, like one commercial or less for the most part. And we almost always have a terrific guest. It's a Greg Cosell Thursday. Really looking forward to talking with Greg about some of the new play callers around the NFL and what to expect before preseason week one kicks off tonight. Very much looking forward to the games. I'll be calling the Jets and the Eagles tomorrow night. For NBC down there in Philadelphia, should be a blast. We will also be announcing our winners a little bit later in the show. Those of you that go the extra mile to help Brian and I attempt to continue to grow this thing. It's not easy. There's a zillion podcasts out there. There's a zillion other shows. So any little way you guys spread the word, word of mouth, rate or review the show, take advantage of a sponsor, retweet, quote tweet, Share on Instagram or Facebook. Every little bit counts. We're like the little engine that could. We appreciate it. And I'll get to the winners a little bit later. I don't want to wait around, though, for Greg Cosell. We are presented by DraftKings. I think I forgot to say that. I'm contractually obligated to say that, in fact. It's Greg Cosell time. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right. So, Greg, this is an interesting time, right? Because... Preseason games start tonight, so there's not any real new video to break down. We've done the college stuff for the most part. We've talked about some of the other current events. I guess the one guy in the news right now that I wanted to ask you about, before you kind of gave us a sneak preview of what you're anticipating from some of the new offensive play callers around the NFL, it's probably just Roquan Smith came out, says he wants to be traded, I'm guessing still he'll get a deal done in Chicago. But let's just say he was available for trade. What does Roquan Smith bring to the table for any team that might be interested in acquiring him? Well, I think you have to back up there, Ross. You have to think about where he is now. Because who's the new head coach? Matt Eberflus. 
Now, keep in mind that Matt Eberflus, as a coordinator in Indianapolis, if you talk to offensive coordinators around the league, they'll tell you this about Matt Eberflus, that on first and second down in normal down and distance situations, that his defenses were relatively, um, they were execution-based as opposed to highly schemed. But on third down, his defenses were highly schemed and very, very difficult to play against. And one player that was absolutely critical to all those third down packages was Darius Leonard. Now, it's easy just to say, well, Darius Leonard is a great player. That's not what I'm speaking about. I'm speaking about the deployment of a linebacker like Darius Leonard, even the deployment of the other linebacker, Bobby Okereke. They used both those players, Eberflus did, in multiple ways. So actually, Roquan Smith is in a phenomenal situation in Chicago right now to prove that he is that level of player. Because as a stacked linebacker, very often you need to be a function of the defensive system that you're in. Because stacked linebackers are not just by virtue of the position, in great demand in the NFL, unless you're asked to do a lot of things and then can become an impact playmaker, which Smith has not been up to this point, which may or may not be his fault. So he's actually in a great, great situation. He just wants to get paid, Ross, and no one is going to begrudge him the fact that he wants to get paid, but he could actually become a true superstar if he's that level of player, which most thought he was coming out of Georgia, he could actually become a true superstar in a Matt Eberflus defense and be talked about the way Leonard is, Fred Warner is, um, Bobby Wagner, Demario Davis, those kinds of players. So obviously he wants money, and that's the reason why he wants out of Chicago, but he's really in a good spot. Really interesting point, Greg. Really interesting point. And yes, you know, it's a whole other situation. I mean, he doesn't have an agent. He represents himself, which makes you take things even more personally, right? Yeah. Because, you know, I, how often has he been through a negotiating process? How often has he gone through something like this? What is the deadline in the Bears' mind? Has he given the Bears a deadline for their best offer? So there's a lot that goes into it. That is an interesting point, though, in the sense that Eberflus has – clearly shown he can showcase an off-the-ball linebacker, which you make a great point, Greg. Not all defenses are created equal in that regard. Correct. And different defenses can really showcase those guys or not. Look, I think we saw certainly Dan Quinn tried to showcase Micah Parsons last year, and it worked. I mean, there were times where I actually thought they should have Micah rush more they like being able to move them from different places. I understand that philosophy. But the point is, is they tried to put him in a position to make plays. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like I said, neither you nor I begrudge any player making as much money as they can. That's not the issue we're discussing. But he's potentially in a great spot because, you know, look what Leonard's done there. Even, like I said, Bobby Okereke, who was a not a first-round pick and has turned out to be a really, really good player and we'll see if that continues, obviously, under Gus Bradley uh, in Indianapolis. But Eberflus does a really, really good job on third down with how he deploys his linebackers, and they become impact players. Let's stay with the Bears as we get into our series here, Greg. Just one week. Next week, we'll see some what, what stood out to you in some of the preseason tape and just any news going on. Um, but 
the Bears offensive play caller. It's Luke Getze. He comes from Green Bay. Yeah. Comes from Matt LaFleur, Green Bay. What is what do you think that means? What do you expect to see from the Bears offense and how they'll call plays for Justin Fields? Well, obviously, being under Matt LaFleur, whose background is Kyle Shanahan, you would expect to see a lot of those principles. You would expect to see a foundational zone run game. Now, not exclusively. No team does one thing. But foundationally, it starts with the zone run game. You work off that. There's a lot of play action principles that go along with that. One of the things that everybody has talked about when you talk about a Shanahan style offense is the marriage of run and pass and the effectiveness of the play action pass game and how the 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 passes in the play action pass game look exactly like runs for the first second, second and a half. And it's very difficult for second level defenders. So the point I'm, I'm getting to is one player I'm very anxious to see in the context of this offense is Khalil Herbert. Now, obviously, David Montgomery rushed for over a thousand yards a year ago, and he was their feature back. But one could argue, and this is what training camp and preseason and early in the season is for, Herbert is a better zone runner than Montgomery. Montgomery is more of an inside grinder. And I really liked Herbert's tape coming out of Virginia Tech as that kind of back. And I'm very curious to see how that plays out, Ross, because as I said, the zone run game is really the starting point of, of that offense and I think it will have to be because right now they're they're lacking wide receivers, both uh, due to just talent and injury right now. I know Harry's out, uh, Byron Pringle is, is injured. So they're really lacking wide receivers at this point in time. Greg, I don't know if you saw my um, tweet. And I was saying this in jest, but the, the Bears have some real roster issues at receiver, yep. along the offensive line. And I said that they could ill afford to trade Roquan Smith because he's probably going to start both ways. Probably going to start linebacker and either wide receiver or offensive <laughs> yeah. tackle. <laughs> uh, Bears fans, actually, some of them thought it was funny, to be honest with you. Um, let's, uh, let's stick with that division, Greg. Because a team that I'm really curious about, they're under the radar. People are not talking about them. The Vikings. Yeah. The Minnesota Vikings, Kevin O'Connell comes in, working with Kirk Cousins. They were together in Washington, so he knows them well. I'm curious how you think Kevin O'Connell will deploy Cousins and those receivers they have, because they have some real skill position weapons. And I don't think there's a dramatic change in overall philosophy and methodology, because they were really under the Kubiak school of offense. Kubiak is really under the Shanahan school of offense. Shanahan and McVeigh were together in Washington. And obviously Kevin O'Connell just came from McVeigh. So there's a lot of the same principles and concepts that are involved in those offenses. So it's not a major conceptual change in what Kevin O'Connell is bringing to the Minnesota Vikings. And the Vikings obviously have an outstanding run game. Dalvin Cook is a tremendous back. Um, I, I don't think he quite gets the, the national recognition he deserves. I think he's truly a special back as long as he can stay healthy. Um, he's also a very good receiver, which is not talked about very often. And 
you know, about two weeks ago, I watched all of, of uh, Justin Jefferson's targets from last year, and that kid is truly, truly special. So they've got actually three very good receivers. They've got Jefferson, Thielen, who's getting up in age, but still very good. And I like Osborne quite a bit as the number three. So, you know, one thing I was looking at when I was looking at Jefferson was to see where he lined up. Because what do we know about Kevin O'Connell coming from the Rams? We see a lot of reduced splits by wide receivers, meaning that they line up closer to the offensive line. They're, they're not as often split as wide, uh, what we call plus splits. They're not often, as other teams do, obviously they do that. But one staple of that offense is the wide receivers have more what we call reduced or nasty splits. Uh, and Jefferson did actually quite a bit a year ago. So I would expect this offense uh, with an offensive line that should be better the second year for the left tackle, Darasaw, who I think showed promise a year ago. Uh, so, you know, I think this should be a very, very good offense. Yeah, I I think uh, the reports on Darisau at a training camp are good, so that's certainly a positive. So yeah, I liked far. him a lot coming out. You know, I thought he was. I mean, we talked about him last year. I remember, and I remember. I think you liked him as well. I thought he was athletic. Thought he had pretty light feet. I thought the traits were there to become a good player. You know, the issue is, Greg. Um, they haven't been great on the offensive line, especially the interior, because O'Neill's a good player. And their defense really dropped off last year. It did. A it, lot. It, yeah, played a lot of young players. I think some have a chance. I, I like DJ Wanham a good amount. He's kind of a DND tackle, depending on how you want to line up. Um, yeah, I think they, they're they starting to work in, as, as all teams have to at some point, younger players. So, obviously, we don't know yet exactly how those players will grow and develop. But, uh, but you, you, you make a good point. I mean, I think that they're going to be set on the outside with the old – O-line, and that controls the width of the pocket, the tackle. So with Darisaw at left tackle and O'Neal at right tackle, I actually think they're pretty good at tackle. You know, it's funny, Greg. I was going to ask you about the Dolphins, but I feel like it's pretty similar to the conversation we've had about the Packers and the Vikings in the sense that McDaniel comes from, you know, the Kyle Shanahan yeah. tree. A lot of that. Is there anything different that you see from McDaniel than what you just discussed with O'Connell and Getze? Well, you know, and of course, I, I do want to, you know, make this caveat, Ross. You never know with a new coach, uh, even based on his background, he could tweak some things. Look, I think Mike McDaniel, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, a listener could correct me, but I believe McDaniel in his entire NFL coaching career has been under Shanahan or with Shanahan. So, like I said, I could be wrong, but if that's the case, that's what he knows exceptionally well. Now, I, I've been around Mike McDaniel. He's, he's very savant-like. He is absolutely brilliant. Um, and it do, he could be studying other things and, and you, you know, putting in other things. But for the most part, he's been with Kyle Shanahan. And people actually look at him as the master of the zone run game. Um, you know, I think when you look at what their offense will be, you, you also have to tailor it to your quarterback to some extent. And in some ways, I think Tua... Uh, is is somewhat in, like Jimmy Garoppolo in that he's very rhythmic. Two is at his absolute best when he can drop back, hit his back foot, deliver the ball. I think you'll see a big emphasis on RPOs. I think you'll see a big emphasis on quick game throws. I think you'll be see a big emphasis on formation and motion to get Waddle and Hill free access 
so you could hit them with quick hitters with room to run because they're both explosive and special run after catch. That sounds pretty good to me. I, oh, I, I think sure. I think that is what they're going to do, and I think it sounds like it might work. I, I think I think Tua that this is a really beautiful offense for him because he's not high level gifted as a passer, but there's certain things he does very very well, and he's very rhythmic, and he's got very quick feet on his drop. He plants, he delivers. That's his game, and he's very accurate in the short and short to intermediate areas. That's his game, and that's the weapons they have. Plus, they've got the big athletic tight end who can who is a very difficult cover. What about the Giants, Greg, and, and Brian Dayball coming in there with Daniel Jones? Yeah, this one is, is fascinating to me, and I'm not sure yet because I think this is a mix of Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka because Mike Kafka came from Andy Reid. So when you look at a player like Wondell Robinson, one of their draft picks, uh, the wide receiver out of Kentucky, I see Robinson in terms of deployment now. That's the key word, Ross, deployment. I see Robinson being used the way an Andy Reid used a Tyreek Hill with a lot of motion, a lot of movement, get him free access off the ball. Now, he's not explosive like Hill. No one is. That's why I want to emphasize the word deployment. Um, but I think you'll see a mix. You know, when you watch the Bills, obviously the quarterback run game is not going to be there the way they used it in Buffalo because Josh Allen is is a freak when it comes to that. Um, Jones you know what, though, Greg? Daniel Jones runs pretty well. He does, but but not quite. You won't see it as much. Let's put it that way. It'll be in their offense. You're 100% right. But, I mean, the, the Bills used it in critical moments. I mean, they relied on, on Allen to be a runner. Um, you'll see that with Jones situationally, no question. Um, but they ran a lot of vertical routes. Um, you saw mirrored crosses, intermediate cross or myriad, mirrored overs, if you want to call it that. You know, there were a lot of vertical throws. And I'm very curious to see if, if that's a significant part of what the Giants do. Jones does not have a bad arm. Jones has some talent. I know a lot of people are, have already written him off. I'm fascinated by what this offense will look like. And because of the mix of Dable and Kafka, I don't know, Ross. I'm not going to make it up and say, here's what they're going to do. I just don't know because they're, it's a mix of two guys that have really good concepts and principles, and they're going to have to figure out what they believe best suits their quarterback. Because uh, Jones does have some talent. Uh, I watched him this summer and was kind of pleasantly surprised at what I saw. Um, obviously, the numbers were not there for many reasons. And I'm not suggesting he's going to be a top five quarterback in the league by any means. But I think there's enough talent in Jones to, to be a quality NFL starter. You know, I kind of like the Kafka-Dable combo because, you know, their opponents, I'm sure they're mixing together. their different philosophies yeah. and some of it's Kafka. It, it really puts their their opponents, they're not really sure what to expect. Especially I know. I mean, season. Think about what the Bills did last year toward the end of the season with Isaiah McKenzie, the way he became kind of a movement motion player, became a factor. You could see Wondell Robinson being that kind of player as well. Um, Cardarius uh, Tony, I mean, you know, what is he going to be in this offense? He's another guy that is explosive that you can move all around. I think we're going to see a lot of different things and a lot of different concepts being pulled together. But I think they're an a very intriguing offense conceptually in, in what they're going to do. All right. So great. We've got the Raiders, the Jaguars, 
the Broncos are a few other ones that jumped out to me. Out of those three, is there one that you feel strongest about or you think is most interesting to talk about the new play caller, you know, whether it's Hackett or Peterson or Josh McDaniels? Um, I think Josh McDaniels really interests me because, you know, one of the things – Josh has been very, very good at tailoring the offense to the talent at hand. I mean, he was the coordinator when they got Randy Moss. And I remember speaking with Josh, and he, he said, you know, we put in a lot of, of vertical concepts. They were in our playbook, but we obviously just focused on them more because we now had Randy Moss, and we could run vertical concepts. <clears throat> but then when they don't have receivers like that, they don't run those concepts. We've seen them over the years be very run-based at times, lining up with a fullback, lining up with six offensive linemen. So, you know, I think that Josh McDaniels is going to go through training camp here figuring out what's best with his personnel. But I, I do believe the run game will be a big factor here. Um, and I think, uh, you know, obviously there's been a lot of talk about Josh Jacobs. We don't know how any of this will play out. I was fascinated when they drafted Zamir White out of Georgia because I think in some ways, even though the skill set is not exactly alike, I thought of, hey, Josh McDaniels, Zamir White, Ramondre Stevenson in New England. I thought of that. Um, so, you know, I think that w w Josh will decide how he sees his personnel. I mean, obviously, you've got Devontae Adams and you've got Darren Waller and Renfro. I mean, it's easier to make the Renfro comparison to Welker or Edelman um, and Renfro is, is very, very good. I studied him this offseason as well. So they've got a lot of options offensively, and how that comes together will be fascinating to watch. Um, the one other thing I'd I mention is, is Jacksonville. Um, you know, Doug Peterson's been around. He's a smart guy. I, I'm curious to see how he approaches that because Trevor Lawrence is a certain kind of quarterback, Ross. He's a big kid. He's long-legged. He's a strider. He's not compact. You know, for instance, he's nothing like Nick Foles. He's probably more like Carson Wentz because those guys are not necessarily quick rhythm, compact throwers. They're, they're bigger guys, deeper drops, striders. So I'm real curious to see what the focus and foundation of Doug Peterson's offense is. All good points, Greg. Really appreciate the time, as always. We'll actually get some uh, some tape of some of the new guys, some of the young guys this weekend and be able to maybe talk about some of the young quarterbacks next week. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. You know what I appreciate? Simply Safe. You know how seriously I take this, you guys. Twice. Once when I was seventh grade, I think. Another time just a couple years ago, I had unfortunate incidents at my house. Thank goodness I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. They're just different. Simply Safe is advanced technology that puts the safety of me and my family first. I love it because anytime I come home and the alarm's still on, you know, okay, nobody was in your house. It's great. Or if I go away, you guys know on social media when I travel, I don't have to worry about it because I've got Simply Safe. 24-7 professional monitoring. What I like, by the way, is their customer-first policies. Make sure you're taken care of with affordable plans starting at less than a dollar a day. No long-term contract, no hidden fees. Feeling it safe at home shouldn't break the bank. 
Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Tucker. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. That's simplysafe.com slash Tucker. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Tuck's Takes. Hey, Ross, let's start today with the Browns announcing that Deshaun Watson will start their preseason opener tomorrow night. It sounds like a lot of people are playing their starters. I think Nick Sirianni for the Eagles said that they'll play a series or two. The The Browns did this very intentionally, in my opinion, Bri. They want Peter C. Harvey, who's in charge of the appeal, to kind of you-know-what or get off the pot, right? Like they want him to make a decision as to what he's going to do. What are you going to do, Harvey? Are, are you going to go with the – are you going to – Extend the suspension. They want to know. They want to be able to prepare and plan around what Deshaun Watson's situation is. They know the NFL probably doesn't want him on the field tomorrow night. So by putting them out there, they're hoping Harvey has to make a decision today or tomorrow. And I kind of think he will. Takes. The Bears remove Roquan Smith from the PUP list. I'm not really sure how to take that one. I, I haven't dug deep on that. They had him there because, you know, he's a hold-in. Are they basically going to fine him if he doesn't practice now? Now they took him off of that? Does he want to practice, which I doubt? I, I find the fact that the Bears took him off the PUP list to be very, very intriguing. Very intriguing. Ducks takes. Houston swaps a sixth and a seventh round pick with the Miami Dolphins to acquire tight end Adam Shaheen. Right. So the the Dolphins had a bunch of tight ends. Shaheen's a guy that might not have made the team down there. Dolphins really just move up their seventh round pick to sixth round pick. The Texans felt like they had a need for a bigger tight end. And so this is the way trades are supposed to work. We feel like we have a surplus somewhere or a guy we don't really need. You, he could value, you guys would value him. He'd make your team. Let's swap. Ducks takes. 2022 hasn't even started yet, but we got a note about 2023. The NFL is going to have a Black Friday game on Amazon next season. It's unbelievable. Love it when a plan comes together, right? Like, are you kidding me? Black Friday game on Amazon. That's like Amazon's big competition is people for the holidays going out on Black Friday and going shopping. So Amazon's like, you ain't going nowhere. You're sitting on your butt and you're watching an NFL game. It's just an amazing, it, like, I actually think that that's awesome. I think that's hilarious. Look, that's what you should do. You should try to come up with ways to make your business grow and better, right? Now, Black Friday is like my worst nightmare. I don't like shopping. I don't like crowds. You know, I, I would be one of those people that got in a fist fight at Walmart or something if I went out. So I'm glad I don't do that. I'll just watch an NFL game and order something on Amazon. Ducks takes. Former NFL running back Marshawn Lynch arrested for a DUI in Las Vegas. Uh, doesn't sound too good for him. Uh, also, Frank Gore charged with simple assault after a domestic violence incident in Atlantic City. This hurts. This bothers me. You know, these are two guys with pretty good reputations. 
for the most part. I don't remember everything they've ever done. But, I mean, there's probably some comment you can make there about being in Las Vegas and being in Atlantic City, you know. Um, but the DUI for Marshawn Lynch, Google it, it's bad. I mean, he had no wheel or tire on one of his cars. Like, he did all – on his car. He did all kinds of damage before they finally got him to pull over. I mean, he was – he must have been really, really – um, intoxicated. And then Frank Gore, Google the details there. I don't know if there's a video, but it doesn't sound good. This hurts me because these are guys that played a long time in the NFL and they made a lot of money and they had good reputations. And, you know, money doesn't change you from doing things that you shouldn't do. But these guys should just be living awesome lives. I mean, it, they shouldn't be in a situation, in situations like this, period. Nobody should. But especially guys like this, like Marshawn Lynch, get an Uber or a taxi. Frank Gore, don't do what you've allegedly done. Ducks takes. And finally, Rams head coach Sean McVay announced that he has officially signed his new deal with the team. Just weird. Said a couple weeks ago that he hadn't. Then a story comes out from months ago that he had. I guess they wanted to try to announce at the same time with less need. It really is interesting how easily people in the NFL lie. I mean, it just is. Uh, you know, it just, I guess it goes with the territory. It kind of stinks, if you ask me. You know, you're trying to teach your kids lessons and then you go out there and have to, you see these people lying all the time. I will give some shout outs to Pizza Boy Brewing. Delicious. Thank you, Al. Had a couple beers there last night and dinner with my family. Delicious. Sportaculture, humanheadnyc.com, steakhousesports.com, go-bangles.com, Evergreen Economics. And for those of you that need an anniversary gift or any gift coming up, myfrontpagestory.com, greatest gift you can give a loved one. And we had some winners. I'll just read them off, Bry. Bruce Moriarty. I saw that he followed me on TikTok at Ross Tucker NFL. Wasn't that easy, Bruce? And let me know what signed press pass you want because I still have a bunch of awesome ones from last year that nobody else you know has. Sponsor confirmation email winner Brad Gockley took advantage of the 1-800-Flowers code. I don't even know we still had a 1-800-Flowers code, but thank you, Brad. And then the YouTube shout-out, Anthony Holman. I forget what Anthony said, but it was awesome. It was cool. He said something about... He loved the uh, Hall of Fame recap, I think. So awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, I think probably only locally. You can check me out on TV tomorrow night. Uh, but maybe, you know what? You can check it out on Game Pass, I think, afterwards. You can get the preseason games. Hopefully, they let you see. Um, they definitely You can definitely get the home feed. I don't know if you can get the away feed. So you can definitely see me tomorrow night on, uh, on Game Pass if you're so interested. Other than that, have a great weekend. We'll be back bright and early Monday morning. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.